Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm one of your co-hosts for this episode, Dana Pickley. I am another one of the co-hosts for this episode. I am Nick of Nick Says Boo. Hello, everyone. I am another co-host, and my name is Angela Rockstar. And I am your final co-host for this episode, Zachary Patton Garcia, and we are covering Angel Season 2 episode today, The Trial. And what a trial it is. What a trial it is. What did everybody think of this one? Because <laughs> this is like the first in like a trilogy of episodes. That's all, you know, you got to, if you, if you watch one of them, you got to watch them all, right? Yeah. That's right. I actually, after watching, re-watching this one, did watch the next couple episodes. As you should, yes. I mean, I, I, I watched it last night and had to watch the very next two right after. Yep. That's exactly. I love this episode. This episode is a banger for me. And it has the, uh, the ending of this episode, the the trial itself. I absolutely love this episode. It's a really good uh, emotional episode, too, especially for Angel. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think the first, I'd say the first two acts can be a little slow, a little a drag a little bit, especially since we're flashing back and everything. But that third act Man. just makes this episode. I Love this episode for a lot of different reasons. I love who returns at the very end. And uh, I like the butler. I think he's an interesting (laughs) character. So I'm excited to delve into that. No, I like this episode a lot. I think it's really good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. We have a lot of really good stuff in this one. How do we start this one? We started with it's Cordelia and Wesley, right? Yes. And they're like eavesdropping on Angel in his room. And they think he's making like a chugga chugga sound, like trains or something. <laughs> I think he's just doing his laundry in the basement. Or oh something. yeah, that's right. He's doing laundry. <laughs> he is, and they're like super concerned about him. And he's kind of playing it cool, right? Mm-hmm. He comes up and he's like, "Oh, it's all good, it's all good." But then you know, Gun walks in and he's like, "Yeah, remember how you asked me to find Darla? Well, I found her." And so then we go into you know obsessive fo- trying to find Darla for the rest of the episode. Which was a really funny line when he was, they were like, you lied to us. And he was like, I did. (laughs) He just kept on with it. It made me crack up. I don't know. I mean, it's funny the way that he delivers it, but I think it's very important because this kind of shows, I feel like this is the first example of him like not caring about lying to them. Mm-hmm. Just showing how completely, fu- I mean, he's been lying to him, like, you know, hiding the dreams and stuff throughout the first half of the season. But this is a prime example of he's just not even hiding it anymore. He's just like, yeah, I'll lie to you and do whatever I need to do in my own spare time. And a really great example of of his care for Darla, because they go back and forth so much about like, I don't care about you. I don't care. I don't, we were never in love, but he cares a lot for her. I mean, they have this, this, they have a bond on so many different levels romantic they, I mean, they yeah. have that maker makey bond they have it's 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 crazy i think cordelia put it best right she says that he's more obsessed than distraught and clearly can i can i real quick before we we move on into the plot of this can we um what what is happening with cordelia's hair I need to go around the room and see what everybody's opinion is before I know if this is a safe space for me. (laughs) (laughs) I hate her hair. I hate the cut. I don't like the color. She looks like a charmed one. She looks like Shannon Doherty, season one of Charmed. It just does not work for Cordelia Chase. Yeah, it's awful. 
Like this, this is up there with Buffy's baby bangs. Yeah. This <laughs> I did like the baby bangs though. <laughs> the Gale bangs? Yeah, I did. I did. She looked cute with it. And they were like, they were her Christmas bangs. This is not a safe space. <laughs> this is not a safe space. <laughs> I don't mind her hair in this episode, but I, th- I uh, it's the previous one. It's the one where uh, with the Swami, that's where her hair looks crazy. The I think that's Ramon. A- yeah, I think that's like when they first cut the hair, mm. and it's like bigger. And I just like it makes me laugh when I think of that because it I flash to in season four when Jasmine slash Cordelia under an amnesia when she's like looking through the old photographs of her and she starts to see this season and all the different hairstyles she has and she's like, oh my god, I believe this one is in that <laughs> in that picture list. Well, why why is it Jennifer Aniston? 90s haircut when we are clearly in the t- in the aughts <laughs> i i guess just for the actress she's had that mane all throughout buffy through the first season of angel she just wanted something different she wanted to be crazy she wanted to be wild you know free um just this wasn't the way to do it i guess I guess not. True. I mean, I prefer this over the the Karen cut. That she she could in. have come back with the Kate Gosselin. <laughs> Let's be real. This is a no. lot better than how it could have gone. So whatever. <sighs> well, so we, we start getting into the nitty gritty of this episode when we, we do find Darla. And she's sitting in some really shitty hotel room. She's putting on lipstick. She's looking, she's looking real good, but she's sad, you know? And we hear a knock, a knock, a knock, knock at the door, but it is not Angel. Who is it? It's Lindsay. Her other stalker. <laughs> yes. He, this, he's got it bad for her, which is so, uh, do you guys think Lindsay is the type of guy who falls head over heels for a girl quite often? I get that vibe from him. I don't think this is like his, his first all in love. I can see that. I mean, I feel like she was just playing him to get him to that mm. level of emotions. Because I mean, we haven't, we don't really see. I mean, other than Eve later on, we we don't really see anybody else flirting with him or giving mm. him that attention. So I feel like it's hard to kind of put a finger on how he would behave with other people. But I just feel like she played maybe. Him. But I have a feeling I just get that vibe from him that five minutes in the room with Darla and he would have been in love anyway. You think? He's a simp. <laughs> there you go. Total. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I like Wesley's character. It's always like, like you don't like. I used to really not like him, but there's moments where I don't know. You can you can kind of like him a little bit. He's he's still a jerk. <laughs> are, are you talking about Lindsay or or Wesley? Lindsay, 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 not Wesley. Mm. And so he shows up, and what he takes her back to Wolfram and Hart. Gets and she places what she places that um the cross necklace on the on the dresser right yeah the dresser or whatever because mm-hmm. Angel finds it when he when he comes he eventually does find her her room <laughs> at least yeah and so they take her back to Wolfram and Hart and Holland comes in Big Boss Holland and hands her some medical documents right and she seems just devastated by what it whatever it is she's looking at I don't know about the rest of you but I was really thrown off at this point okay like. It took me – I had to, like, rewatch it because I was like, what happened? So why why she have medical <laughs> She's only been alive a little bit. How she have medical documents? She got medical debt already. Already. I mean, she had, like, 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 a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that, that Holland said it was their moral responsibility. Right? Mm, goodness. Morals. 
I have to give a shout out to Holland, though, because he, this is a testament to the actor that plays him, but he's disgusting. <laughs> like, his behavior, <laughs> he's so swarmy. And, and it's one of those, uh, it, it's a rarity that it happens to me, but it's one of those characters, like, whenever he's on screen, I just want to reach to the screen and punch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His last name is Manners. Ugh, I know, I know. It and, get ugh, worse. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm so, I was so excited when he got got in a couple of episodes, but, um, the one part about this scene when she, when he comes in and gives her the paperwork that I didn't quite understand later on in the episode is why she opts to leave Wolfram and Hart to go and get turned when she could have probably just asked Wolfram and Hart, send in a vampire to turn me. I mean, yeah. they ultimately uh, do towards the end. So I just thought that was a very weird thing that she is literally sitting in the office and just doesn't ask them to do yeah. it. I totally think she's agreed, more Nick. trying to distance herself, right? Because she's she would be Taking trying to distance life in her own hands. Yeah, and from and from Angel, from everybody, you know, she doesn't want this group of people. Well, I, I think that's why the that's why the first two acts run a little oddly to me, because I had the same. There are these little these little moments we we miss these emotional connections. Right. Yeah, I think that. Um, she just wants to, I think she wants to take the power back into her own hands. And so she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go get like, not, not be indebted to Wolfram and Hart, not be, like, they already brought her back to life and they've already like messed with her enough. That's why she just wants to go get, go out into the streets. Yeah. And her instincts are telling her like, don't trust, don't trust these people. It's creepy Lindsay coming to my motel room. That's yeah. true. I mean, she does later on say that she doesn't, when she gets brought back to the Hyperion, she does make a comment that she doesn't trust Wolfram and Hart. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be well, it. No one trusts Wolfram and Hart. As they should not. No, mm-hmm. they should not. Yeah. Angel and uh, Gunn, as we said earlier, go back to Darla's motel room and find her gone. And we go into a flashback sequence, which is split up between two parts in this episode. I don't know why they didn't just keep it together, but... Um, and it's what well, Angel and Darla, they've like escaped a, a mob on horseback and hide in a barn and they've got the Irish or he's got the Irish accent and it's and good the old angel flashback. The wig, <laughs> the, wig, the, wig, the wig needs a good condition. Just something. Just well, take it the wig was off the of 1700s. Him and- I mean, what, what, what was it going to use? <laughs> okay. You know, they had river water and well, we can have, it, it can look gorgeous. In in <laughs> two thousand, <laughs> but she's but Darla's like, well, I'm gonna leave you here. See, maybe <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. Why does she leave him? What's the what's she the wants reason? To get the hell out of there, Eddie. <laughs> Just because she's, she's like, like I'm, not, I'm not fighting, I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't even give him an option to like change his mind. She, she jumps straight on the horse. That was the other thing that I didn't quite grasp is because she does make the comment that um, when he says that they could like run towards the hills or something, and she said we'll never make it on foot before sun rises. But I'm like, didn't y'all literally come into the barn both on the same horse? <laughs> Why didn't you exit the barn both on the same horse? I don't know. Because it would have, it would have, with the weight of Angelus on that horse, they would not have gone very fast. Mm-mm. That is, that is, well, that is a hunk of man. So I'm I using agree. my, I'm using my lesbian intuition on that. It's the wig. <laughs> the wig is too heavy. It's too fried. Uh-huh. It, it just won't work. This is also, um, if memory serves, this is the first mention of Holtz. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Vampire Hunter. Yep, because I I rewatched this again earlier, right before we 
sat down to record. Um, so I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain that this is the first time that they mention him, which is a nice, obvious buildup into the next season. Also, I mean, we're not at the scene yet, but sometimes I get ahead of myself. This is also the, I mean, I know that it was sort of written on the fly, but this is the first mention when she, uh, Darla's sitting in the garden at the Hyperion where she mentions Jasmine. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it blooms at night and she misses blooming at night. That's right. Oh, how that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Angel <laughs> in Romania in that scene too, that he wanted to go to Romania. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that was fun. a nod to his future curse i think because mm. they said you know let's go to france or something or we just got kicked out of france and then he's like romania would never do us like this or something like that <laughs> and so this would have been the the last time she sees him before that then before the curse i think it might be she mm. abandoned him because I'm trying to remember when the, when the next time I don't know I thought it was during the Boxer Rebellion that she sees him next. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Because that would have been in China. Because that's when yeah. Spike is fighting the Slayer. So yeah, he must have went. I get a little bit confused sometimes because there's so many flashbacks with him. But yeah, I'm fairly certain that the next time that they meet isn't until he's reinsold. There you go. Um. Well, after the flashback scene, we go. Back to Darla, right? And she is at a demon bar. And she's just talking up this loser vampire. She's trying to convince him that he needs a mate. He's like, I don't want a mate because that sounds like commitment. She's like, you know what? No commitment. That's fine. Just like bite me. No strings. We're fine. He thinks it's weird. And she's like offended. She's like, it's mythic. It's not weird. (laughs) Yeah, that was so funny. (laughs) It's like these vampires have no respect for tradition anymore. But they don't even get that far because he gets a stake through the heart and Mm. Angel appears. I know, man. Like, (sighs) terrible. She can't even. (laughs) He's such a cock block. Like, let her do what she wants to do. And she's like, dude, I'm like, I have like weeks, maybe, maybe a month or two. And he's like, well, come on, let's, uh, let's go back to the Hyperion because I don't believe that this is legit. I don't believe in medical science, Darla. (laughs) I mean, I totally get why Angel wouldn't believe Wolfram and Hart telling (laughs) Darla that she is dying. So I get his, I get his suspicion. Yeah. He does have a very let's do our own research reaction. <laughs> Angel was anti-vax. I'll die on that. <laughs> He's like um, maybe some horse dewormer could help. Yeah. <laughs> Are we supposed to assume that he did not know that she was dying of syphilis before she was turned? Yeah, I guess he didn't. Yeah, because um, I think he gets that information <laughs> soon here um, about for you know when he runs. He goes over to Lindsay's place. Yeah, I mean, I remember him saying something along the lines of, like she was a working girl in the new world. I just, I guess, if he would have known that prior, then he probably would have immediately believed what Wolfram and Hart was telling her. Because it's always like yeah. interesting. Because I, I don't remember whether I forget whether or not it's a Buffy or Angel, but there's a point where like somebody is sick and the vampire can smell it. Oh, and I just think to myself, I'm like, if she's like two to three months away from croaking, wouldn't he be able to smell mm. it? Mm. And they could have got a doctor that, you know, wasn't Wolfram and Hart. They could have gone to, like, an, another opinion. But he goes back to Wolfram and Hart. He does. That's and right. he finds out she has syphilis, which is mm-hmm. on the rise right now, people. Terrible. That's insane. Mm. First Sander, then Darla, now everybody else. 
<laughs> Xander. Also, can we talk about when he dro- when he drops her off at <laughs> the hotel and he's like, you're not a prisoner. And then he leaves. And then there's that lovely exchange with Cordy and Wesley where she's like, you're our prisoner. And if you attempt to escape, we will hit you over the head with large, <laughs> heavy objects. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Cordy knows now Darla is on even playing field. And I may not be able to fight all the vampires, but I can fight a girl. Right. I will hit you. Because <laughs> she's human right now. She's going yes. to have the upper hand, yeah. But I, I do love Darla, like, at every chance. Like, you you don't own me. You can't keep me here. Meanwhile, like, willingly going with all of these people, like, not trying to make an escape. She's just staying around, hanging around. Like, she doesn't try to leave the Hyperion. She walks all the way to the Hyperion with Angel. Right. She's just, you know, a little dramatic. She probably just doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. 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 You know, the thought, I mean, here she is dead and then comes back to life. And then is going to be dying from a, a very mortal illness. Like it's, it's, she's probably doesn't even know what to do. Remember when Buff, how Buffy messed up Buffy was when she came back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we should, we should talk about that for a second too, right? Because it is such a tragedy for the character of Darla because she, she died in her first life. She died in her second life. That was supposed to be it. And then mm-hmm. you have all of these people meddling and bringing her back just for her to have the same fate exactly the same way again you know first first life goes second life goes you know her ultimate like death was her gift it was just she was meant to die she was just meant to be dead um and it's it's crazy and you know it the he should give her just a little bit of like room here right right that she's freaking she, out little, and if she wants a bit of grace about that yes let's find you a better vampire maybe i don't know well and um, meanwhile Lindsay is like hey so about this um i'm in love with darla how about <laughs> how about this? How about you, Angel, make her a vampire? <laughs> and then she'll really love me. She'll want to be with me only. That was a lot of audacity. Right? <laughs> You've been with her 150 years. Uh, I've spent a couple weeks with her. We brought her back to life. So... Yeah. <laughs> I don't love all of these other people trying to decide what Darla's fate's going to be. Like, let her decide. Let her let her pick what she wants to do. Right. It's you almost know? as if she's a human woman or something. <laughs> kind of feels fucking familiar. Well, she's <laughs> been like dealing with this since the get go. Because yeah. if I mean, if I mean, for lack of a better term, if she was a working girl back in the New World, that means that she's, undoubtedly somebody was you know, a pimp or whatever you would call it back then. Undoubtedly, somebody was telling her what to do back then, and then she gets killed and ends up under the master's control. And then she dips out with Angelus, who, you know, they did whatever they were doing. And then she goes back to the master, dies, and then she's being controlled by Lindsay and Wolfram and Hart. So, I mean, I could understand her acting erratic. It's probably just her trying to grasp to be able to have some sort of control in her own life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ending. Right. Always ending. Always ending. But first, one must perform karaoke before they die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which was fantastic. Great voice. He does have a great voice. It was it was really good. I mean, it was better than harmonies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they go to Caritas, right? And um, we we know there is a possibility that there's a tiny chance, of course, that it's surrounded by p- potential death, that uh, Darla might have a chance, right? Mm, yeah. Right. 
I love Lauren and his character in his bar. Yes. I love how he's always like hitting on Angel. Like you always he, like you job of a man or something. <laughs> and Angel's not mad about it. No. He's Angel's, into it. Angel's cool. Yeah. Angel knows that he likes the attention. Angel's been around um, a couple hundred years. He's this is not new. <laughs> well, if we're if we're to believe that there was something that may or may not have happened at one point with Spike, it's it does not surprise me that he'd be okay with compliments from all parties. Mm-hmm. I did like that they actually explained what happened with the like how the the Swami got switched out and tried to kill Angel with the whole bartender eavesdropping and betraying him. And it's so funny to me because <laughs> the the dr- the sea breeze drink that Lorne is obsessed with. I love how that has become like a thing that has carried throughout his entire time on the show to the point where. <laughs> Yeah. You could. There's an action figure of Lauren that you can buy, and his accessory is a sea breeze. Oh, perfect! <laughs> I, you may have that. I think I'm looking at that actually. Yes. And clarification: Isn't a sea breeze just vodka, orange juice, and a splash of cran? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it, uh, it's it's grapefruit, vodka, right? grapefruit, and cranberry juice. Okay, yeah. grapefruit and cran. That's what she orders in Red Eye, right? Rachel McAdams. That's her drink, or was it a Bay Breeze? I think it was a, it was a sea breeze. Yeah, I, I think that's how I, that's yeah. what I know it from. So whenever I hear that now, I just think of Red Eye. Because like oh, I remember like being so obsessed with <laughs> these shows growing up. As soon as I hit twenty one, and everybody and I go to a bar and they're like, "What's your drink?" I would just say sea breeze because I didn't know anything else. <laughs> right, right. I was convinced oh, that that was my favorite drink, and I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> took me a little. So, to... so many sex on the beaches and sea breezes <laughs> in our younger years. Yeah. Yes. So Lauren tells Angel about this po- this possible chance, and so. Angel and Darla go to this undisclosed location and it's like a swimming pool. Uh, and of course there's a test. Of course. Always a test, right? Mm, why wouldn't yeah. there be a test? First test is jumping into an empty swimming pool. And Darla's very concerned about him diving headfirst into this pool as if he won't, he'll you know, be a little discombobulated, but he'll be right. fine <laughs> if he does hit the floor. You know? too. <laughs> I'm like, we've watched him get a stake through the neck and tossed off a skyscraper. I think he'll be okay. <laughs> he'll be okay. He'll he'll mope for a few days. He'll have like, you know, some like, you know, sitting in bed, sweating. We'll have to take care of him for a little while because that's just his shtick, but he'll be okay. And naturally he excels at these sorts of suicidal tests. So he has his faith and valor is next. And of course he has to give up Darla for collateral because there's always some sort of setup, right? Mm. Yeah. So not only is Darla going to die in a couple weeks, if he screws this up, she's going to die instantly. Yeah. And she she gets to watch it. He right. uh the, what is this guy's name? Is his like, the valet. I, I, the valet. I never heard them say valet. I had to look it up. I thought he was a butler, but the valet. I like he's, butler better though. He's great. He's a good character. He mm. like I just like the air about him. It's yeah. snobby and fun. Well, and I love that he doesn't give a shit what's going to happen. He's like, yeah, I don't care what happened, what the outcome is. I never care what the outcome is. And, you know, y'all are coming down here to do these tests. Nobody's forcing you to do them. You're signing up. Um, He's like, this is, my job is just to, to run the tests. That's it. <laughs> it's about the experience. Yeah. And they let, they let, uh, he, he allows Darla to watch each of these tests, each of these trials. And, um, what, what do we think of her face acting? <laughs> well, okay. Well, I have, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about that because there's a couple 
lines, <laughs> the way that she delivers the lines. Like, listen, I love yes. Julie Benz. Yes. But there is sometimes where she, like, for instance, when the stakes shoot out at him, the scream. screams no. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving, like, when Buffy screams in hush and like it's like it's not her voice or it's like dubbed over. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then when she sees him again, <gasps> It's, oh, it's, Angel. Oh my God. <laughs> it's giving director right off camera. She's staring at just one, you know, light off in the distance. And he's like feeding her the lines as she's going. Right. Okay, bigger face, bigger face. Now quiver the lip, quiver the lip. Okay, now shut her a little bit. Shut her. <laughs> what, what are you directing right now, Zach? <laughs> I, the, the, the scene that I just watched, the Julie Benz in the trial yes. episode what of if, What if it had been the Wilhelm scream? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of screaming, Angel's like mostly nude in this, right? Because oh, you got to take off his coat. Oh, yes. Service. I was like, of course. I have to watch the trials. I want to see. I mean, it's usually list. like every other episode that angel's topless right at least yes he had to remove his shirt upon entrance <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason it's like a tea dance <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't oh, think those were those those were instructions that he was given either was it he just did no, it. He, the valet makes him take off oh his does coat, he his oh, shirt, okay, okay. socks and everything so he's just got his little panties uh, i see on. i see you valet i see you so Topless Angel goes in and he's got to deal with this monster who he like slices in half with the monster. Like that doesn't apparently that's that's like a normal thing for the monster to do. <laughs> I did like this. I like how like he ends up actually defeating him by not actually defeating him. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this was less of a less of a uh, a challenge of strength and more just smarts. Mm. Yeah, you got to keep the monster away from himself. I was, I was kind of picturing it was going to be because I hadn't seen this in a long time, so I truly didn't remember the trials. But I was picturing it was going to be like Spike trying to get his soul back, and he's going to get beat up a little bit more. But mm-hmm. he's pretty unscathed in this first one. Yeah, the first one's fine. Oh, uh, well, I mean, he does get the the hook through his leg, but it's fine. He's okay. It's nothing for him, mm-hmm. right? As so long he- as the upper half is fine. <laughs> <laughs> un, un, undamaged um yeah so he wins that and the valet is like super impressed uh he's like wow not only did he survive but 17 or like 18 seconds woof. um and in order for darla to see what's actually going on um the valet like does this like hands thing almost like a glory thing uh, yeah. where he like puts his hands on her head and she can feel and see what's going on. As he's like eating a charcuterie board, by the way. <laughs> he's fully enjoying the charcuterie board in front of him. Yeah. The valet's great. <laughs> Are we supposed to assume, like what you were just saying with uh, how she's able to see it, because she mentions at the end that she was able to feel what he felt and she felt his, how much he cared is that supposed, like when the stakes shoot off the wall, are we supposed to assume? Is that, that she, why she's yelling? Did it hurt her? Right, because like she would have physically felt what he felt or mm. she just, oh. was that something metaphorical? I was, nah. Good question. Too. Somebody get Julie Benz on the line. <laughs> I know. I'm calling her up right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we get staked a million times, um, we have to deal with, a room filling with sun, which is pretty bad when you're a vampire. 
I don't even feel like we got close enough to oh. it filling with sun, did we? Or, was that the crosses and yeah. the... Yeah, it was uh, the crosses and the holy it's water. It's like a stone room and like yeah. his feet and everything start burning and his chest, he slips and he, he gets all burned on his chest. Just his own damn fault. Be, you know, watch your feet a little bit. Right. And naturally, there's got to be a re- there's got to be a way out, right? So it's a key, but it's in a big old cistern of holy water. Yeah. <laughs> and cut to Julie Benz off camera. Holy water. <laughs> 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 you gotta like you gotta raise your voice a little bit. His hand gets very badly burned. And I'm fairly certain that by the end of the episode, which is supposed to take place like what, 20 minutes after this, when they go back to the hotel, his hand is completely healed. Of course. Now, I know vampires heal fast. But <laughs> and, and they heal. They heal depending on what the episode needs. Nick. That's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> and then we. But there's an important moment in exchange between the valet and Darla, and he says he's quite remarkable. And then Darla says, "Yes, he is." I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, I'm having problems. Okay, so the trials. I don't think we're rough enough. He, <laughs> Spike, could have done this. The, the vampire that she staked. Could have done this, or that he staked. Could have done this. They were too easy. This isn't showing me that Angel is this remarkable man until like the end when he's willing to sacrifice himself, of course. But like before that, I'm like, okay, what is this? It this is it, right? It's basically like an ep- a saw. It's like saw two that he's got these like things he's got to go through. But you're saw, like, yeah. I would have been saying he's a remarkable man. This was nothing. <laughs> That's true, because I believe the valet, I think he says something like, nobody's ever gotten this far. And I'm like, well, who the hell is coming down here? Because like 90% of the cast can make it through this. So <laughs> actually probably could. Right. I, I'm like, I, I watched human Anya taking out Uber vamps. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> human Anya took a vine through the hand. That was rougher than than this and shit. And shook that shit off like it was mm-hmm. nothing. There you go. Yeah. Leave it to the women. Well, finally, we we meet we meet our match possibly in this third room. Mm-hmm. Spring loaded stakes, and Angel is chained up by his hands with no way of protecting his precious precious vampire heart. We get some back shots, and his back, let me say, is very, very nice. Okay, Zach, though, one of those back shots, that was not him. That was absolutely I, a stunt person. His hairline is totally it. different. I questioned it, but I, you know, I figured I'm not going to pause it. I'm not going to check, but <laughs> thank you for ruining the fantasy. Oh, you're mm. right. I, I have it pulled up right now. That is definitely not him. Damn it. <laughs> well, it's still a nice back. I I accept it. Well, I, <laughs> I guess. I wish he shaved, or he grew his armpit hair out a little bit, too, because it was shaved, right? Oh. Uh, I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's actually, it looks like it's shaved, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) I mean, they have him up there for us to look at. I'm not going to not look. Well, how do you guys feel about armpit hair in general? I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, as long as it's not like... Like, given, like, uh, Cindy Campbell in Scary Movie, like, when he goes to pull down her panties and the giant bush comes out. As long as it's not something, like, along those lines, I'm good with it. Listen, it's natural. It's nature. Hey, I, I, I agree. I, I shave mine, but I love that you all embrace uh, <laughs> the armpit hair. Well, Angel shaves his, too, so don't worry. And Angel... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what he was doing down there when they were eavesdropping on him earlier. Right. <laughs> he was shaving his armpit hair. Oh, oh my god, the Wumpa Wumpa sound or whatever. That mm-hmm. was just the sound of the shaver. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I'm really curious now as to why they would have done that. Do they think that because this was like being marketed towards women, probably most of the audience, that for some reason that that would have been more appealing than pit hair? Sorry, we I'm, I've, t- I've taken us down a path that I probably <laughs> shouldn't have. No, we, we, we got we to gotta fill some time. So this was a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think back in the day, like whether or not that was the norm. Because there was a point, and I can't remember, there was a point where men everywhere were shaving their armpits. Well, not everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to remember when that was. I mean, I, like I said, I'm fine with it either way. Perhaps mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. simply because we have shirtless David Boreanaz chained up. Yeah. Yeah. This episode, I do feel like, speaking of it, like being uh, the statement about it being marketed towards women, I do feel like there was a little bit of an underlying, like this is also being marketed towards gay men because you got of the valet course. gives me a little, a little vibes from him with the way that he seems to be enamored with Angel. And then you got Lauren making the comment. So it does make me wonder. And then you got, you know, one of our favorite vampires doing karaoke, singing Ill Wind. Of course, it's a gay episode. <laughs> I love that. This last trial, it, it's intense, right? Because you, when you're facing your own death and you're like, am I willing to die for this person? And then you have the valet also, like, you know, offering some valid questions. Hey, do you think your life is worth hers? What is she going to put out into the world? What is she going to do with the world? Um, could you imagine if they had killed him, gone to her, and like, wait, you've already had this done. We can't do that. Sorry about right. Angel. Right. Have a great day. If she, if it actually worked and, and she got her like life back, Cordelia would have knocked her the fuck out. She would have been so pissed. <laughs> you know, though, I, I, I do have to point out, like I was thinking about this when I was watching this earlier, when the valet makes the comment to Angel don't you think that you're better off in the world than she, like how many people you would save if you mm-hmm. were still here compared to her who has stumbled throughout all of her lives. It reminds me so much of the decision that Buffy had to make with Dawn. Yeah. Oh yeah. With I mean, like, mm-hmm. like the world would have been a better place had she sacrificed Dawn and stayed. I mean, ultimately she comes back, but it's kind of like, she's basically saying like, fuck it. I'm like, one life is not worth more than mm-hmm. billions. Although, obviously, Buffy, we know that she changes her stance on that by season seven, which she should. And it's kind of another um, another sort of question that he revisits in the very next episode with Wolfram and Hart at the party. You know, and, and we're not there right. yet, but um, he does kind of revisit this a couple times, this idea. The thing about Angel, though, is I feel like if Angel had met any one of us in like a Taco Bell parking lot, like an hour later, he'd also be willing to sacrifice his life for ours. Oh, and that's just kind of like the guy <sighs> that Angel is. <laughs> disgusting. He's disgusting. Yeah. He's meeting people. <laughs> I feel very seen that you know that I would be in a Taco Bell parking lot. <laughs> it's you. It's you. This is the story is about you. Yeah, oh, I wish. I wish. Well, so Angel does not die, spoiler alert, from uh, the stakes. Although it does seem, based on his demeanor when he gets out of there, that he is fully screwed up from uh, a bunch of stakes. Um, but he's like, all right, time to pay up, valet. I you know, I did all your stuff. And then he's like, hold on a second. 
and guys, I have a question about this. So he he rests his his hands on Darla's head, right, to like you know give her, you know take away the syphilis or whatever. And he's like, oh wait a second, this bitch is this is this is not her first first rodeo. This is your third know. time, Darla. Right, third. So, so how did the valet not pick up on this when he was letting her when he was touching her and letting her see what Angel is going through? Because he's dramatic. He likes the drama. And the writers told him not to do it yet. <laughs> that, that is probably true. I mean, I feel like it could potentially be sort of explained in hindsight when you factor in the, the, the plot of season four, when they reference basically what actually happened during the trial is that it, the life wasn't given to her. It was given to Connor. Um, so I, I, he could be like a skip situation and was in on it from the beginning. Obviously, I know that that was written later on, but if you're looking at the series as a whole, I feel like it could be explained away by that. Yeah. No, that does make sense. (sighs) I don't know. I feel like there should be, going into a trial like that, right, there should be release forms, rules and regulations, terms and conditions. (laughs) Like, the process was a little too quick. It was. So they're all defeated. Angel's pissed. He starts smashing everything up and they're like, all right, let's just go back to your motel room and, and mope. Right. And <laughs> let's so mope go, together. Let's, let's brood. Let's be broody. The X vamps and vamps together. Do you think she um, taught him how to do that? Do you think that course. was her? <laughs> and, you know, and he starts to, he starts to like, think like, mm, maybe I could, I guess, make you a vampire. And she's like, mm, no, but then, Boom. What the mm. frick happens, guys? Okay, this is wild. Yeah. Craziness. And I remembered it happening, but like rewatching it, you, it just settles all over you again, just in a whole new way. Um, they're back in the room. Wolfram and Hart breaks in, led by Lindsay. They like tase Angel. They hold him down, duct tape him. He's not strong enough. He's like, oh, I can't do it. Help me. He's not strong he's enough. He's still healing probably from the <sighs> stakes incident. He's fine. He's okay. He's fine. Um, <laughs> And in, not just walks in, in slow-mo. My favorite. Drusilla, the motherfucking vampire. Comes, yes. Uh, and the lighting of like the outside parking lot hitting her as she's walking through. It's, it's, it's fabulous. It's she's epic. Stunning. Stunning. Um, I have to tell you guys, I had never seen this before. So I've been watching these episodes as, as Slayer Fest progresses and i had no idea what was about mm-hmm. to happen oh i was so and excited I screamed out loud yeah yeah it's it's an entrance oh my gosh have you not seen the whole series <laughs> i'm like I spoiling things left i know you're talking about season four no. and i'm sitting here like connor zach and i are Damn. zach and i are new to uh to angel <laughs> well it was all a lie everything i said was a lie no. <laughs> Nick, what do you think? It was a about- dream. It was all a dream. It turns out to be just a dream. Nick, what do you feel about it? Oh, I was thoroughly gagged. I was thoroughly gagged. This is this is one of the things where I'll like look up reaction videos to this episode. Like there's there's certain things that I love watching people watch for the first time like, like and you know Buffy, like, note and praying yeah i get it yeah, like the gift uh, and and uh you know uh the wish and stuff like that but when when drusilla pops up everybody loses their shit when they see yeah. it it was so expertly done Ugh. do you all remember the first time um angela and, and nick do y'all remember the first time you saw this moment i do mm. i do i remember mm-hmm. i remember i was just like oh my 
because I love Drusilla. Like, yeah. love her. Love her and Spike. Love her. And I was just so excited because I knew, you know, Darla had almost said, like, hey, you know what? Maybe it is my time. What did she say? And he said to die. And she was like, exactly. Like, I mean, she was like ready. She was ready to die. But then in comes, in comes grandbaby, crazy grandbaby. <laughs> Love her crazy. <laughs> I was so excited. I remember. I rem- and yeah. I was excited again when I watched it again. I was like, yes. <laughs> and she looks gorgeous. She looks refreshed. Mm-hmm. She looks r- just ready for whatever is coming. And she takes Darla as Angel is kind of watching and like not able to escape his duct tape. And um, that must have been like airplane duct tape. Maybe it's maybe it's a little too strong for him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then Drusilla. Sires, grandmama. Yep. And not only sires her, but like, like a baby. Yes. Like chest feeds Darla her own yeah. blood. I mean, lost it. Lost my mind. Mm. It's great. Great stuff. Um, so, so good. I also love how she like maintains eye contact with Angel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, never once looks away. And she's just like, yeah, I'm fucking doing this. Angel's in the corner. You can watch, Angel. You can watch. You could have participated, but now you can just watch. (laughs) Yeah, and he just kind of stares in agony watching this thing happen. Because he knows now that he's in, that the Darla doesn't have a chance, like, at any sort of normal immortality. She's going to be co-opted. By these creeps, right? But she didn't want that anyway. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. This was this was not the way. Like, a sneak attack siring is not the way to do it. But she wanted to – she wanted to live. She wanted to keep living. She didn't want to just die this death from syphilis that Angel was trying to force her to live. It just – so this wasn't the right way, but he could have also – you know, they could have got back to the motel and he could have given her more options. He could He could have been the one to sire her. But, you know, I don't know, though. I don't know if like I I get how it reads when she has this sort of epiphany and she's like, maybe, you know, it, maybe it is my time. I'm supposed to die. This is the way that it's supposed to be. But given in the previous episodes, you know, we're learning that she is now struggling with having a soul and being human. It, it also it makes me wonder if the quest to become a vampire again was simply to just get rid of the soul. So that she didn't have to live with the guilt anymore. And it's possible. But the thing is, what we've learned about both shows throughout the entire thing is is that nobody is above redemption, right? Anybody in these damn shows can be redeemed. It's – and I get get why. Like this is – this was pre-planned. It was the plot. It was what they wanted to happen. But, you know, they could have kept her around a little bit longer. She could have like turned into a vampire and been reformed. She didn't – we're not there yet. We're not – you're not there yet. But – I don't know. Yeah, you're putting the you're putting the cart before the stake there, Zach. We I feel like Connor's just fucking looming over the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who this Connor is that you speak of. I don't know anything about that. Um <laughs> I always did wonder though, like why why they never just did a spell to like reinsole all the vampires. Or at least Darla. Amy could have oh. done it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking Amy, man. Yeah. They needed her. Well, now we've come to the end of the trial. And Zach, what's your rating? Until like that last sort of section, it 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 is a little, little, little dull. 
Um, even with the Darla stuff, I think the Darla stuff is the highlight, but it's anytime they start going back to Wolverine Heart and all that stuff, I'm just like over it. Um, I'll say like a solid B because it wasn't terrible. What about you, Angela? I give it a B plus mainly because for me, the, the main excitement's at the very end and then you just pretty much have to watch the next episode immediately. <laughs> but I like this episode. I like that, that Lauren's in it. I love that Drusilla's in it. I think it goes, it's got a lot of, a lot of the characters in it. I think it's a good, a really good episode. Mm. I like it. All right, Nick, what about you? Um, I would probably give this one a B plus. It is a little bit slower in the beginning. Um, and I don't want to just give it a higher grade because of the ending, which I love, but I like the whole, just in general, I love like tragic love stories and, and stuff like that. And it's obviously all throughout this episode and his feelings for Darla and Darla's feelings for him. So even in the episodes, which are a little bit slower, whenever it has that sprinkled into it, it always kind of elevates it a little bit for me because I just sort of gravitate towards that sort of material. So yeah, I'd give this one a, a B plus. I'm on board with you. I give it a B plus. Slow in the beginning, but man, that last 10 minutes was uh, was A plus. So it evens out to a B plus. There you yeah, go. was a strong finish in that one for sure. Yeah. What about favorite scenes, everybody? Well, the ending, I feel, I mean, the ending is amazing, but I do feel like that's a little bit of an easy answer. I, I honestly, I like the scene <laughs> where he is running through um, across the crosses and then has to reach in simply because I really like the set design. Yeah. Yeah. That. I think cool. it, it's really, really well done. Uh, I'm going to go with the scene in the karaoke bar because I always think that's a great time. And I think that's just such an interesting, let's say, a skill that Lauren has uh, to be able to read people by having a karaoke bar. And it just, I love that. <clears throat> Good point. Yeah, I was, I mean, naturally, I was going to say the end there, but I, I'm, I'm going to go agree with Angela and, uh, and say that karaoke moments. I, I'm simple. The ending, man, it really got me up out of my seat, and I just I, I can't get over it. So that's that's definitely my favorite. It, and it, it comes down to one specific shot too. It's that slow mo shot of her walking in. So that's best shot, best scene, the whole whole episode, I guess. Um, and then favorite outfits are next. Um, Nick, what do you think? Um, is it only supposed to be Cordy, or can we do anybody? Okay, good. Because I was just like, she's not in that this episode that much. Um, I actually really, really like Darla's outfit during the trial. I mean, she does look like she's going to a funeral, but I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Is that the black, lacy, long sleeve V-neck? Yes. Yes. Same. Same. Yeah, no, that is really cute. But I am going with uh, Darla's flashback outfit. Mm. You know that that style of. What is that even? Is that Victorian? What is that? Oh, let's see. This would have been 1700s. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's terrible with history. Style. What kind of style? Whatever that style is. Whatever was in the fashion in 1790s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she's got like the cloak on and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's Fabulous. Like French, French Revolution fashion, basically. <laughs> Much happening. Yeah. It's a moment. And I, I agree. I agree it. with that. The corset is just, you know. Julie Benz looks really good in that period fashion. Yeah. Beautiful. Also, special shout out to what Lauren is wearing in the karaoke scene. 
the, oh, the, oh, the yes. purple suit with the the cheetah print, the collar yeah. coming out because I, I love me some animal print. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Thanks Zach for taking lead, and um, I guess this is where we tell you where we can be found now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, where can, where can everybody find everybody in here? Nick, where do, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube, YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, and Twitter slash X or whatever it's called now, um, at Nick Says Boo. All right. And Angela. Uh, I am on Instagram at Angela MFN Rockstar. I'm on TikTok at Angela Rockstar. And I'm on Twitter at Mrs. Underscore A Rockstar. Love it. Uh, Dana here. And you can find me pretty much on all social platforms at Dana Pickley to C's 1L. What about you, Zach? And uh, you can find me and Ian Carlos Crawford, the host of Slayer Fest 98, our podcast, My Bloody Judy. It should, by the time this episode airs, it should be up and running again. So check us out there, My Bloody Judy. Love that. That was the trial. Yeah, we made it through the trials. Love that This was us. the episode. That was wonderful. 